Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow The Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. I'd like to thank Natis from Instagram for messaging me and suggesting that we do a sewer's bride. Thank you. Everyone is very grateful. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of A Sewer's Bride, Fire and Snow. Today, we have Priya and Kim, and they will say hi. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a very long and um, detailed introduction. <laughs> We've got to know a lot about our co-hosts today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I had to do that. <laughs> have to. Have to. It was like a half-hour discussion, just getting to know each other and getting so comfortable. Right. So I was just like, let's jump into it. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Priya. I was on um, one of the previous podcasts, Midnight um, Land. Can't wait for its return. So excited to be back. And I am a pediatrics resident in St. Petersburg, Florida. Awesome. Uh, my name's Kimberly. Um, I'm from Nashville. I also participated in a podcast from Midnight Poppyland. I also am dying of thirst, waiting for it to come back. <laughs> um, and I have a five-year-old, and I work for the state of Tennessee. Oh, cool. I didn't know that part. I mean, the last part, the other stuff I did. <laughs> awesome. Cool, because I've been requesting documents from the state of Tennessee and getting them, so maybe I got them from you. <laughs> I don't know what you do there, but <laughs> okay. So, um, Asura's bride. Last episode ended off with Asura or Uan coming into the tent, asking her, you know, why didn't she wear? Wasn't she wearing the robe that he gave her? She said she didn't want to get it dirty, and we find out that it was his mom's. Mm-mm-mm, special, yeah. So, yeah, and now. Um, she's looking back at him. His fist is clenched, right? He's clearly tense. He had a very soft look on his face. It's kind of an emotional moment for him because she has appreciated his robe and his gift. And it, the gift we learned was from his father to his mother. So symbol, is he giving her a hint? It's <laughs> <laughs> special. And we also see like where the blood is dripping down his hand. Oh, I didn't even, you know, I didn't notice that. I kind of thought it was his muscles. Yeah, I had it, I had it like on the second or third read. I didn't see that either. Now I understand the next panel because I see her eyes are looking at it and she asks him, she says, oh, your shoulder. I did not put that together. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> no you're fine because I didn't either because I was like how does she know his shoulder was hurt like we didn't see that before and you know it's like it just kind of and I was like oh yeah so <laughs> no problem the romantic a wounded dripping man oh gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> now she can take care of him <laughs> and she tells him sit down let me tend to it for you I've helped out back home in secret which is interesting she had to help out in secret like, was she not allowed to because she was royal, because she was a woman, because she was the baby of the family? What, like, why did she have to help out in secret? 
Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Um, I know uh, my dear cold-blooded king has come up a few times before this and, and the similarities, but um, Kihara May, one of the, the main character, kind of serves in this similar role. And she was actually like intentionally trained as a physician or kind of sub-intentionally. Um, but I, I wonder if it's more um, her age and her gender and the way that things were um, back in the East for her, that she kind of just picked it up on the sly. Everything be. she's told us good. about, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Everything she said about her upbringing shows that she was relegated to the side and not really taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And kind of jumping off of that, I guess I was going to say that, you know, I was wondering if it had to be with the fact that maybe she didn't want to embarrass the, you know, the family that's adopted her, that's, you know, brought her in um, by maybe performing a manual task a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe that's something that's supposed to be beneath her, you know, because I think it's still even leading up to this point where she kind of felt like, well, I guess I'll do this out of obligation. I'll do this because they were kind enough to take me in type of situation. So I was wondering if that had something to do with it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. So she tells him, if you just get me the medical equipment and Ulan, of course, because he's, I guess, a guy or just in general, uh, self-reliant. He's like, it's nothing. It's, <laughs> you could be dying. Like, yeah, I'm okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Go. I don't need help. He has those little embarrassed lines, like, kind of coming out of his skin. <laughs> 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 like I didn't want you to notice that all this blood dripping down my arm yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she says please please let me help and you know she's she has like this sweat mark and or like a nervous mark and she really really is sincere and kind of pleading with him so I get the sense that she wants to feel useful um she's having a very emotionally discomforting moment I mean her whole everything is turned upside down for her like first of all being sent presumably to be married to this guy she doesn't know and then getting kidnapped by band you know attacked by bandits and kidnapped by this soldier coming to this camp not knowing you know finding out he's the king trying to reevaluate her understanding of the war and her place in it and his place and who he is so I think that she needs something to hold on to as like a security like something that is understandable and something that I know what to do and where I can feel useful and not like a completely confused mess. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also kind of coming from maybe a place of, of apology too. Like she's trying to say sorry after the entire last episode, she put herself in his shoes and she's unsure if she would have been able to, you know, step up to the plate and, and accomplish what he did, even if she had been a man. Um, so I think she's really just trying to make amends at this point. It is kind of almost a 180 from when they first came into a tent and she into the tent and she was like livid at him. Um, but she's definitely warmed up to him and after again giving it some thought. That makes a lot of sense too. I love it how we can just, you know, find so many explanations for the same behavior. And it's all true because human beings are so complex and so multifaceted. Definitely. And Ulan, you know, his response is he looks down at her and he, you know, you can kind of see him softening and accepting her words. So, just counting the panels. Okay, so now we have this beautiful image of a sky, a starry night, 
just saying it's very romantic <laughs> and overlooking a lake and their little tent is reflected you know it look, presumably that's their tent with the lights on in the background you know maybe they should go take a little stroll because it's really beautiful <laughs> and uh Ulan says or she says bandages needles thread hot water good thing they bought everything wait are they carrying is that a bathtub <laughs> and he's like mm-hmm. and she's like just one <laughs> <laughs> the nervousness already <laughs> <laughs> and he says there's a snowstorm brewing and you see two servants or something um going out of the tent which by the way now it's not just a tent it looks like it's a reinforced wooden structure i don't know if it's the same place as before um they're like come on we gotta hurry before the storm hits heard it's gonna be a big one and he says i don't want my troops to fetch more make more trips to fetch water you wanted a bath didn't you she, she's like sweating bullets she's like yes but not here and not with you and meanwhile she's stitching his soul his soldier shoulder and um she's like stop moving or i'll make a wrong stitch and just saying he's on a bench his shirt is off she's hanging over his shoulder stitching him up mm, quite close quite naked <laughs> if abs kill i would be dead and he's like doing like an upright crunch he's like flexing them too it's just like all like right there flexing them she's not even seeing it she's in back and he's still doing it (laughs) bad right she's like you know what i have to stay focused on this stitch that's all i can focus on at this point (laughs) except for his back is probably amazing too so that it does not help yeah she comments on the watch he has those bullet sweat that she's sweating like (laughs) that would be me like oh my god my hand will also be shaking so if it was my hand drawn you would see like the little tremors around it like (laughs) (laughs) the little shake lines (laughs) Uh (laughs) i have to tell you this funny story so (laughs) um when i my my son my, my son who's now eight when he was four he was in a very very bad accident like he was like almost dead and um after the accident like i didn't we didn't i didn't quite know what happened at first at first that i was just told that he like broke a leg or something and i was like not nervous but anyway after he was being scanned in mri and like a t- every like team of doctors came out to tell me different parts that were wrong with him and like okay this is broken and that's broken and this broken and this needs surgery and this whatever and then um and then the one thing part the most serious part was his iliac vein was opened up but anyway what i remember distinctly is i don't remember which doctor this was it was one of the doctors came out and he was drop dead gorgeous and i was like you know, I am simultaneously capable of knowing that my son may die tonight and appreciating this beautiful doctor. So anyway, how it's related, I'm not quite sure, but it somehow is related to this. Again, the complexity of, of humans. <laughs> Being awed by beauty, basically, <laughs> even in circumstances that are stressful. Well, I'm glad he's okay. <laughs> yeah he's thank god he's completely fine he just has some permanent like uh he had a bone a plate and he took it out and um he just has also some scars now that's it so amazing thank god <laughs> so um do you let's see um priya do you want to do the next set of panels uh, yeah so He's looking back and he says, gods, this pain is killing me all because someone smashed their shoulder, splashed my shoulder with the bow. And then she's like, fine, fine. After I wrap this up, but you mustn't get it wet. And, um, and, and I think it's funny. 
I, I think it's interesting because I think this is the first time we're seeing Ulan short, shirtless, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I saw that his tattoo like just goes up to, literally to like where his collarbone ends. Um, and then I had to keep reading and remember that it does actually extend all down his back. Um, cause I was surprised that it, it ends right there. I think I'm so used to Torah's being like so much lower, like on his like entire chest. Um, yeah, and I descended than the ancestor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he has like the, like the flowers and the reminiscent on, on one of the arms too. But it also made me wonder if he has any tattoos on his legs, like Torah, something to leave to the imagination, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to remember on Patreon, because it's been a while since I've, I've done, I've read Ulan's um, Secret Garden stuff. I don't, I don't remember, but I don't, I don't know. I would have to, I guess for research purposes, I'll have to look again. <laughs> the secret garden and i don't remember seeing anything <laughs> oh you know it's so funny do you know when i first started um going on to lily patreon <laughs> and looking at the nuts and seeing the secret garden stuff i didn't even click heart because i was so embarrassed i was like i can't click heart on this like but you know later i'm like oh i do not right, have that problem heart, anymore heart. Like, comment. <laughs> like, comment, lust. That's the correct right. order. <laughs> um, so then she moves on to kind of think his skin is completely scarless. I, I don't know how many lives this was built upon, but maybe just for now, I can allow myself to forget about all that. So I actually kind of spent a lot of thought trying to figure this particular part out and I wanted to know um, what you guys thought. Um, I saw the kind of the scarless portion as kind of um, kind of a, a like a reference to the supernatural kind of aspect of of Asura's bride and how he kind of has the there's like the supernatural element and he's kind of under this curse and all of that. Um, but I didn't really know what she meant by exactly what um, like lives were built upon and what she's referring to. So I was going to ask you guys what you thought. Well, I thought when I read that, I'm kind of with you, it made me pause. I think it goes back to like his reputation or like his country's reputation for being like fearless warriors. And, you know, I guess for like their war mongering and things of that nature, that's what I thought. And so I think that's what maybe she was alluding to because it's kind of like they're violent because the whole reason why she was being forced or her sister was being forced into the marriage anyway was to prevent them from going to war to prevent Yulin's country from going to war with her adopt you know the her kings and the adopted parents country so that's what I'm thinking it was uh referring to was about you know maybe like how many people have died you know for your skin to be this scarless or whatever personally now I might be completely wrong in interpreting that but (laughs) I know that makes sense that's kind of along the lines I was thinking yeah I mean, I also had like the the double element. I thought that the completely scarless was magical, but also in terms of the next line, it could be that because he's such a skillful warrior, nobody ever got close enough to really touch him. And AKA he was killed them, killed them first before they were able to injure him. So Mm. that could be an explanation for that. Which I mean, can you really blame him for that? I mean, (laughs) if it's like, if you're trying to kill me, then yes, I'd rather you go before me at this point. (laughs) 
yeah. I do I did look I did like how she kind of was like at war with herself like she's like I don't want to like him but I like him you know I guess to me I, that's what I got from it it's like maybe I can just put it aside for tonight you know or for right now you know where he's being nice to me and you know I see a more human side of him he's not that bad you know so I was like oh that's so cute you're at war with yourself with a with a with a war you're definitely gonna lose but okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and she has a, a little blush on her face. Well, you know, you get the sense that she's extremely overwhelmed. And, you know, even though she just literally just met Ulan yesterday, I'm pretty sure, um, he is like a source of comfort. She does find it comforting to sit next to him. And like that scene is built so drawn so beautifully. They're both sitting on this bench with a fire, you know, in front of them and it's all cozy. Um, you get the sense that, like, you know, she's like, I want to relax and enjoy myself with him, even though yeah, he's the enemy and I'm in this camp and who knows what's going to happen. He's still a source of comfort for her, which just shows me that they connected very, very well. They have that connection immediately. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with all of that. Um, then he says, after you, and then she continues to think, because in this dark, quiet space by the light of the fire, and then she says, turn around. And you see into the water with the rose petals, which I'm like, who put those rose petals there? <laughs> Ulan had the water ordered to come exactly. delivered. So was this intentional or are the rose petals just there just to fragrance the bath water? I don't know. It's a little suspicious. It's <laughs> a combination. A little of cupid things. there. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it's a combination of things happening here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then she continues to think the problems of the world, the weight of the world all seem so far away. Um, and I do really like that, like you were saying, Mindy, um, with the mood and just her ability to kind of at least remove herself, at least for the moment from the worry of the East and for her family and all of that, just to really like lean into what she's truly feeling. Yeah. Do you think that maybe she felt a little guilt about liking him? after he's like after his country supposedly threatened you know her father's country i do think the other one's the enemy mm -hmm. yeah it's like yeah. i'm falling for him you know is there something wrong with me right yeah she's really taking a step back and kind of being like i need to slow my roll and kind of just let everything sink in right now yeah i think that makes nine panels for me so she continues thinking she's like ah she's like I feel like kicking myself and I insisted on a separate tent <laughs> and then she's kind of like but it's late and I feel safer in here with him than out there with anyone else Aww. so once again I, I know it's like she's going still having these thoughts and conflicting thoughts with herself <laughs> while she's in a tub holding herself though <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding funny that she's having this kind of like this, you know, like this conflict in her head while she's already in the tub, you know. <laughs> and he's still <laughs> in the tent. Whatever. It's a bit too late now, right? <laughs> right, right. You didn't want to like we could have thought about this before we decided to hop in the tub, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? It's such a good sign that she feels safe with him. And I think like for me, you know, when I met my husband also just felt things like safe. That that's a big thing. Um, I think a lot of people, when they find that special someone, they just feel safe. Yeah. So, and that's important, you know. 
All right. So then <laughs> while she's still thinking, <laughs> she's holding herself. We can know she's probably still deep in thought. <laughs> Yulin tells her, I'm getting in now. <laughs> and she turns around very quickly. <laughs> well, what now? Wait. And we see him. He's already sliding into the tub. <laughs> as, he, as he tells her, relax. It's okay. In my culture, men and women share baths all the time. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's like, really do they right right is this just an excuse because i don't feel like this is okay <laughs> so i was suspicious too so i actually looked it up um i <laughs> like the traditional onsen baths when i went to japan a couple um years ago um with me and my girlfriends and we all had to get completely naked in front of each other like our took our relationship to a whole new level but it was separated <laughs> between women and men um so i did look it up and Traditionally, men and women did bathe together in onsens, but after the Meiji Restoration in the late 1800s, um, this, that separation started because that was like looked down upon and seen as inferior that the like the two sexes bathed together. Um, but communal baths were often viewed as like socially important because of the because how the physical proximity um, brought emotional intimacy intimacy um so it like that definitely just seems like what Ulan is going for like there's no way he's like doing all of this on accident no no, no, no. <laughs> that was interesting all right that was that was very interesting Priya thank you for looking that up Learned yeah yeah interesting. I kind of did um, realize that in one of the secret gardens there is like a bath scene and the men and women are different but I was like hmm you know that's not American like I I've never, I mean, I don't, I don't even like being in bathing suits in front of other people because it's too much. <laughs> so, I mean, too little more accurately. <laughs> I wear like a t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So then at the, he tells her, you know, about, you know, his culture that the men and women share baths all the time. Her eyes are still wide <laughs> and you can hear her heart beating. It's like, but dump, but dump. And then their next panel, we see they're just staring at each other in the tub it's almost like they have the showdown i know olan has like a very challenging look in his eyes like oh i dare you to be uncomfortable right. i dare you to say i'm not okay with this right or i dare you try to put me at this tub now that i'm already in like <laughs> <laughs> probably a simpler explanation right and we see later like, he tries to get up but it's like neither of them can get up because then they're right. just going to expose themselves at that Right. It's like, are you going to tell him to turn around now or what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> so then <laughs> we hear her thinking, he says it's okay, but somehow I feel like it's different this time for him. So, you know, it's like, okay, like maybe she's starting to acknowledge, maybe she could tell from the way they're gazing at each other across the tub that maybe with the rose petals and things like that, that it is different, you know, maybe this was supposed to be special if he wants to go that far and make a whole, you know, explain it away to make, to ease her fears and to put her at ease, I guess. Yeah, and I'm glad that she's perceptive enough to, to realize that and confident enough because a lot of girls, women say like, oh, he would never like me. Like he doesn't, I'm sure he's not attracted to me. I'm not good enough, but I'm glad she's able to say, hey, I think it is something special for him. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. You said before um, that women can come and go as they please in my life. I don't care. And obviously it's different this time. Um, his feelings toward the woman are so different from what he's used to that he is paying attention to his instinct, which I think is interesting because he was told before that if he does pay attention to his instinct and um, and kind of lean into that and like his kindness specifically, that that would actually be his downfall. So the fact that he's doing that is really big. That's a good point. I didn't even connect that. That's great. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, she's still looking at him. I guess they're still having a showdown and she's like, you Lynn? And she's like, his voice sounds different. Like it's darker and huskier. Mm -mm. oh yes <laughs> so maybe that was an inkling that maybe this is different <laughs> like girl do you know what that means when his voice turns husky i don't know how experienced you are you were but it means something she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> she's probably like please let it be not but I think that's what we would be thinking but <laughs> she's like I don't know okay so then we see Yulin staring back at her well just staring eyes are and wide then, right <laughs> and then he states I'm sorry in this candlelight you're beautiful I know right you know it was work in the tub right you know <laughs> I'm so happy that he's able to talk and say, like, say his feelings. I mean, we talked about the contrast between Gulan and Torah, and we'll actually talk about it in one of the bonus questions, but it didn't take very long for him to tell her how he feels. That was fast. He's open. You would, you would uh, true, exactly. You would expect him to be more repressed, you know, with the things and, you know, admitting his feelings. So it is a big step. Oh, Ulan, the gushing waterfall. No, <laughs> yeah. He even has blush lines. I know. I think it's the tub that's loosening him up, you know. Right. The wind whirring outside, the snow <laughs> drifting. How much more romantic could we get? <laughs> I know, right? It's such a romantic moment. You know, it's one of those moments where it's like, now, Eula, you respond back and say like the perfect response and we see in the response all she does is stare at him <laughs> oh wait you're taking a candlelight i have a candle right here i'm not normally a candle person but <laughs> let's just say this was here for romantic purposes in my room as well so <laughs> anyway now that we had that team I... <laughs> right <laughs> she's like we set in the mood you know <laughs> oh and so they're in the tub, just staring at each other. And then she still continues to look at him. So then it becomes, it seems like it's become one of those awkward moments. Like it started off so sweet and it's becoming more drawn out and awkward. And she stares at him. <laughs> uh, she looks really pretty in this panel though. I think that's also yeah. like a big and, thing to like show. Right. And she has her little blush lines too. So it's almost like, how do, like, maybe she's trying to figure out if he's being sincere or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And so maybe she's like, wait, before I answer, I think that would be me. If, like, somebody that looked like you, Lynn, told me that, I'd be like, like, I'm, I would probably be quiet, too, because it's like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And it's like, wait, he was serious? Okay, wait, wait, if you're serious and I'm serious, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, I would want it to be like, 
I would want it to be one of those things like, oh, you was joking? Oh, I knew you was joking. You know? That's so sad. I think you're beautiful, Kim, and I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, if he was to say that, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, <laughs> but it's so neutral I'm until you they, figure it out. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's kind of like why the pause was like, but but his last few panels, why it's like she hasn't said a reply yet, you know? Like maybe she's trying to decipher was he sincere or not. <laughs> yeah. I think I totally agree. Like, a, and then I think that that panel where it's just her, it, to me, it feels like that's Ulan's perspective and how he sees her. Just like mm -hmm. she's in the center, she's framed by those two lanterns, and she's the focus of his attention. And she's looking drop that gorgeous with her eyes are like reflecting and there's this depth in them just beautiful yep that's a good point I don't think I looked at it like that I thought I just like I said I looked at it like maybe she's trying to decipher how he feels but that's a good point about that's his perspective and he's like you know it's almost like he's kind of like I wish I could just take a picture I mean he doesn't know what a picture is but you know I wish <laughs> like a photograph you know but he's like I wish I could just like you know just freeze this moment and like show it to you so you can see what I see like one of those type of moments so this sweet. totally reminds me of a scene that I've actually gone back to very frequently in Midnight Poppy Land when um, Tora comes over to Poppy's apartment for the first time and she goes to wash her hair and he's like snooping in her stuff and she comes and he turns around and she, there's like this panel of her like her hair is like beautifully waved and gorgeous and it's like dripping a little and like her cleavage is perfect and she just looks like an angel and that like it's it's like Tora's view of her because there's a panel of him being like whoa <laughs> <laughs> really cute. Just can't help himself. I know it's just so adorable so in this next panel we see that Eula finally gives him an answer and she's like your glibness seems to have left you do you mean that in daylight I'm not <laughs> 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 and you see Eula respond trying to best me are you I think that's so cute. They had a playful banter in the bathtub, you know? <laughs> banter in the bathtub. Yeah, that's a good secret garden title. <laughs> yes. And it's like kind of typical Tora Poppy banter too, because when Tora <laughs> called Poppy pretty, like she just like she didn't believe that someone like him could like see her that way so she like played it off and then like eventually cried because of it um but it's just so reminiscent of that because she obviously you has been like marginalized her whole life and she's like first of all he still to this moment doesn't know who she really is she didn't think that she could live up to um how beautiful her sister is known to be um so she's just kind of just like playing it off at this point I think to some extent oh yeah I definitely agree with that I think she's like trying to protect herself you know yeah like, hey. yeah she has a guard up for sure mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, honey, it's no need to have it up. He's true. He's being very sincere. Yeah. And so, oh no. And so we see in the next panel where she's like, I wouldn't dare to your majesty. <laughs> it's cute. It's a nice, cute smile. It is. But she's still definitely teasing him. But you know. <laughs> in the next scene, we see where he tells her, don't call me that. And she responds, well, why not? Isn't that who you are? And so he tells her, I don't know if you're taunting me or if you're serious. 
but knowing you, I'm guessing it's the second. <laughs> and she <laughs> said, well, maybe there's a third. I love the sassiness, you know. <laughs> and and don't you, I love how he got closer to her. He like came in and now they're both leaning against the side of the tub and his their elbows are touching. <laughs> yeah. So this happened last time too. So two episodes ago, um, he calls her your majesty, but he's like yelling at her and it's like, it's kind of a more intense situation. Um, or, or he calls her your highness and she says, don't call me that. Um, and then he kind of like immediately just like cools down, sits down and calls her Eugen, like eye to eye. Um, and that was filled with a lot more rage, but this time around, it's just so much more light and they're in like a completely different place now literally and figuratively (laughs) (laughs) well they're in the same place they're just in in an additional place in that first place and that makes all the difference with less clothes also (laughs) yeah definitely so they're like emotionally and literally naked you know (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) okay so then I'm trying to figure out who said maybe. Oh, no. So we see Yua, sorry. She states maybe. And she says, maybe I'm just teasing you. Or no, maybe that was Yulin who said maybe. What do you guys think? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't think we know. Probably Yua, because she's like, well, maybe there's a third. Maybe I'm just teasing you. Yeah. Not sure. Cool. Yeah. So. She states, maybe I'm just teasing you. And she just looks at him. And she's Did like, you notice? She's like higher up than she was before, I think. So you could just see a little bit more of her cleavage than you could before. A little bit of side boob there. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. so she's teasing him in multiple ways, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you know, I'm just going to discombobulate you on all levels, okay? How about that? <laughs> you won't be thinking any type of straight by the time I'm done with you. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> um i was wondering i was kind of like okay what's the difference between taunting and teasing like to me they're they're both kind of synonyms so when i looked it up taunting is more provoking someone in an insulting manner and then teasing is like joking and in this case maybe flirtatiously so I guess it is a third separate thing in this case. Okay. Which is why I guess it would be important for her to make sure she distinguishes which one she's doing. So she's like, I don't want to offend you. I really am just teasing you. Which is cute. Yeah. Which is once again, I guess her like letting them know like what her intentions are. So she's like, I guess she's like, if you're serious then I'm serious, you know. Okay. I like it. <laughs> All right. So after she's told him that maybe she's just teasing him, then we see he's giving her the look. And you all know the look. <laughs> so yeah, I'm curious. What do you think this look says? <laughs> I think his look is saying, if you're serious, then I'm serious. If you're ready, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Looks like that to me too. It's the coming on look. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Okay. sighs> 
Also, his bandage magically ended up on his right shoulder. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I was actually thinking, I was looking out for that, that, that shoulder getting in the water because she told him not to get it wet. And yeah. I was like, okay, it's still above water, still above water. But I'm like, I don't know how you take a bath without getting wet, but whatever. But like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> right. And then plus, well, he is a magical creature, you know? <laughs> true and then plus I guess I was sitting there looking like and you're probably just gonna fix it anyway you know whatever that's probably what he's thinking <laughs> like you'll fix it anyway if I mess it up you'll be here for me <laughs> yeah yeah I do love that look I totally agree it's like the coming on look and it's, it's like the completely focused on the other person you can kind of like feel his heavy breathing and you know just tunnel vision that's like the moment <laughs> right so I can just imagine the two of them are just like having like eye contact and it's like nobody blink of whatever it's, yeah it has to be a very like intense moment right now it's like what do we do do you lean in or like it's one of those moments where it's like you only have two choices so either we're going to get closer or we're going to have to like we're going to break the magic mm-hmm. it's so sweet it is next week to find out what happens <laughs> i know right i mean i can imagine if i because I didn't read A Sewer's Bride until after I got into NPL. So, um, you know, once I saw that everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, it goes back to A Sewer's Bride. I was like, let me go and check this out. Yeah, I would have been like, this is such, like, the most illegal cliffhanger, you know, ever. Like, yeah. You would not just leave me hanging with him staring at her. What and happened? They got, I, I, reading the update, like, we see that they got this after a while. They had to wait at least a month. I, I mean, I, I, we'll probably just check out the dates, I guess. But... Um, but also this uh, episode this time was when she literally first launched her not safe for work patreon tier yeah the secret garden i was like that's appropriate at least fulfilling the the teaser a little bit yeah so actually help me out (laughs) so on sunday um we're, we're recording episode 10 which is um well, first there's episode nine, right? Which actually recorded already. And then we're recording episode 10. And that was when there's there's a not safe for work version of it on Lily's Patreon. So for the bonus question, um, we asked Lily and she said, please do. We're we're gonna we're gonna record like do the, the Patreon. Um, because it's only going on my Patreon anyway. And anyone who who's a patron of me is pretty much a patron of her anyway. So um yeah, so we're gonna analyze the the not safe for work stuff for the bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Anyway, let me add this so that we can go to the bonus questions. Thank you to my current patrons Susie, Lady Libris, Alley Cat, Chelsea, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, and Rose, Priya, and Stephanie. I appreciate your support so much. Bye.